Hi, welcome to the podcast today. It is a very, very cloudy Wednesday, September 22nd. Um, Wednesday, we usually have up community guests on. And um, she's here at the intro because she's practically part of the show now. The one and only Mary Billu, um, food empress, but not writer of Bill of Fare, which we'll get to from the Blade. Good afternoon, dear. Hey there, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm good. I feel like family now after that intro. You, you are family. You're, uh, I don't know the, the Yiddish term I could call you, but where we do those calls together, <laughs> I have your email, I have your number. That's right. Um, we're, we're all good. Um, it's like, oh, people wanted fall, but I think some of them misspoke and said waterfall because I don't know where you are, but it's been raining nonstop and it will continue to do so for like the next day. Let's just say it's a tad soggy outside. <laughs> it is. It is wet. Uh, did Did your parents or anybody have rainy day jokes? My dad used to joke, "It's a good day for ducks," which to this day I don't understand. Oh, that's a cute one. <laughs> ducks love the water. Why, why did he pick ducks? What about dolphins or something else? Well, because the ducks will go waddle out and splash in it. They're so cute. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, like th- this is like a like a historic rainfall. So you're not dealing with any flooding issues or. Uh, no, usually, usually my street is pretty bad. I think, I think the the quantity is probably going to be um, significant, but it seems to have been spread out over. You know what? It's been raining since all day yesterday, all day today, into tomorrow, um, which seems to have alleviated some of the problems because a lot of times lately this summer we've had these monsoons that just sort of crash and just overwhelm everything and it's been it's been steadier and drearier but not as severe i think at least where i am how about you uh i caught the same thing i took uh andre to the vet this morning actually we we woke up like pretty normal time sometime in the six o'clock hour and Mm -hmm. um i opened up the door to go outside it was still dark and i could hear the rain before i actually saw it and felt it and i stayed on my porch and i was like just go guys go go and go quickly um i always oh you're funny you expect them to go and you're not willing to go out there with them correct Correct. Um, and neither of them liked the rain, so they did their thing and ran back inside. And then Andre had to go to the vet later on. And we caught a window, I guess, between like 9 and 10.30. And like you mentioned, we had a pause. And I have like this wa- water pools in front of my porch um, for some reason. And I try to like get it out of there so nothing bad happens. Um, and I did that while while we had that window and I got to work here in the early in the afternoon and it started coming down again. I mean, when all of our fine meteorologists were, were predicting like historic stuff and like a month's worth of rain in one day, they, I mean, they got it right. Yeah. But I think, like I say, because it's been going on for a while now, it doesn't seem as dire as, as I, at least I had expected. You know, we've already evoked um, our, our Jewishness. Maybe we could throw yes. a, a Moses or was that the the Old Testament in there? Like forty days and forty nights or something. That's it, Noah. No, Noah. Noah. Well, well, there was That's Noah. Right. Well, because that was the flood. Moses. Moses parted the Red Sea. Well, but so you're and right. I don't see a Red Sea here. 
okay, fair enough. And, and Noah had the flood, but didn't right. Moses, wasn't there 40 days and 40 nights of rain in some part of the Bible or one of them? Um, well, the 40 days and 40 nights was the, the flood and Noah built the ark um, and the Jews wandered for 40 years in the desert. Could have been that. Could have been that. Although I'm, I'm not an expert. I have not been to rabbinical school. Okay. Um, well, I, we just, I just want to have a conversation as usual with you. Um, okay. It's always interesting. I always enjoy being invited here. I never know quite, quite, I mean, I always know that there's going to be a food element and there's always a surprise thrown in. I don't think there's Keep any, su- on my toes. There's, I don't think there's any surprises today. I mean, it would be a surprise maybe if Caitlin texted me and said, is it too late to come on? Did you invite her? I did. Uh, not, not for today. Like I get it. Her head's probably spinning. Is she? She is inevitably like she just put probably the second biggest project um, in her time at the Blade behind her. Moving on to it's a new a job. Project. Yeah. She and, and you, you, we can talk about that. You want to start talk? You want to talk about that a little bit? Okay. So uh, the the soon to be departing Caitlin Durbin wrote a uh, three part series about what we all know about, but we don't know enough about the crime and mostly murder that's been going on here in this area and in a lot of places. But Caitlin wrote about here, and to be honest, it was nothing that um, that should surprise anybody. It didn't surprise me, but what I thought Caitlin did a great job was telling the stories of people in these neighborhoods. So much so that the first person she spoke to or, or wrote about that came out on Sunday was shot two days later yeah it's so sad it's so sad people live in absolute 24 hour seven day a week fear um and you're right what she wrote um was not earth shattering and not groundbreaking it was not it was not a secret that had been unearthed she spoke real truths about real people's lives that we tend to ignore as as we you know try to say you know, come up with with different reasons for the the, the prevalence of the gun violence. Um, we're not really listening to these people. We're all we all have a tendency to presume we know that it's this factor or it's that factor. Caitlin listened to these people's stories and their reasons and their fears, and it was revelatory. It was really important series. Yeah, she did a great job. She will uh, she will go out with a bang. Um... Leaving the blade, which I joke with you on email, but you, you yeah. and Sarah will be the last two there. <laughs> you will have the whole page. Holding the, down the four. The blade. Well, I guess David Briggs will probably die at the blade too. And the more I read his stuff, the more I really like his sense of humor. I'd like to meet Dave. I, you know, I, if if you have ever, you invited him on the on the podcast, I have not. If you would you like to, to make another connection, I'd love to have David on, and I hope that his quirky clever prose translates to podcasts. Not everybody does, but he always mm-hmm. makes me smirk or smile when uh, when when he writes something up. I really enjoy his stuff. It'll be you, David, and Sarah, and the and the blade will be uh, David's jokes, Sarah covering whatever the heck she's up to these days, and then you will have like 50% of the real estate <laughs> to talk about food. I'll get the whole peach section. The whole peach section. Um... Can we talk about Bill of Fare and the oh, rant, yes, the, 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 the rant that you went on? So, if you've heard me, I now, tried not to not to rant, but I I get a little tired of repeating myself. How's that? I could feel the font 
burning my iPhone <laughs> up. I was like, this is not Mary. Somebody ghost wrote this for Mary because Mary could never be this angry. But I I totally get it because working... Yeah, I hope I didn't come across as... as bitchy? Angry. So, <laughs> so much as I was just... Like, part of it was I was irritated at this person who had written to me. And part of it was, though, like, I think I needed to explain why we choose the places we do for Bill Affair, sort of give that, you know, that behind the scenes um, look at, at how and why it's done, what its purpose is versus, you know, uh, Cheap Eats or, or some, you know, another business story we might do about a restaurant. Back up. Okay. So for those that don't know, uh, you're you're the food empress, the food editor, <laughs> and 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 cheap eats. That's usually why. Can I you're... put that on my business cards where it says empress? By all means, who the hell has a business? Oh, you might still use. Do you still I use still business, have cards? business cards? Okay, okay, and they are helpful in in some cases. If you, even if you're just going to take a picture of them, um, so you do cheap eats and you have recipe pieces and write all about food, but you do not write. And you made this very clear the first time we get we connected. You do not write bill of fare. That's kind of like an anonymous thing. And um, because you are, because obviously people hear this podcast and like Mary writes all the food stories in the blade, but you do not write bill of fare and you got fed up with people saying that you write bill of fare. So you went on a tirade over the weekend. Well, it was, it was more that this person, you know, and there's a nice way to say things or to ask a question and I might have had a different attitude if, say, this person had asked a question um, and had asked it nicely. But it was like, why did you write this place out? Like, all right. <laughs> and it's in all caps. The whole thing is in all caps. And I'm like, all right. For seven and a half years, I have said I don't write bill of fare, whether I've said it on here whether I've said it in print, whether I've said it at a speaking engagement, whether I've said it in conversation. And I always give the reasons why I don't write bill of fare. So here is this person, why did you write this place up? We have all these good places to have. And I'm like, all right, all right, honey. <laughs> I'm just going to pass you on to senior editors. And then I get this snarky response. Well, your stories aren't any good either. Oh, my God. Like, all right, honey, you know what? You have just irritated a person who has a platform. Thank you for giving me fodder for my column. <laughs> so it was, and I and I could have people are like, oh, you should have named this person. Oh, you should have, you know. And I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to name the person because that just seemed like it was sort of an unfair advantage. And and I don't want to embarrass somebody. At the same time, I like to think I got my point across. And I did explain for the last three people in town who still think that that I write bill of fare. No, nope, I don't. So it sort of covered a lot of ground, I thought. But I hope I didn't seem horrible. I was just trying to be clear <laughs> and have a laugh at myself at the end because I didn't need to put in the part that somebody had told me how bad my work is. I'm like, yeah, you know what? If I'm going to complain, I might as well go for the gusto. I get it because I'm in that life. Um, yes. And I know how wrong um, the people that we hope read and listen to us usually are. Mm-hmm. Um, I I don't know if I told you this, and, and maybe I did because well, uh, within the last couple of months, 
My boss's daughter, I believe, heard, or so she thought, that Olivia Rodrigo was coming to the Stranahan. Oh. And okay. I'm like, uh, I haven't heard anything about any Olivia. And you know who she is, right? Yes, I do. I mean, I'm old, but I'm not that old. <laughs> there is. <laughs> I've never seen anyone become this much of a, a star with so many hits so quickly in, in my entire career. Not that I can think of. I, and I hadn't heard anything about a tour being announced, but she right. sure as shit wasn't coming to Toledo. I can guarantee you that. Um, not to the Stranahan. So I'm like... Yeah, tours I, are few and far between. You know, other than like Gwen Stefani coming for for the Solheim. The Solheim, right, right, right. We're not getting, you know, big stuff here. Like, Rachel Rodrigo might come here, but <laughs> Olivia is not. Um, so I, I just Googled Olivia Rodrigo and the Stranahan. And Teresa Caputo is coming to the Stranahan. But ah. my boss's daughter heard the Rodrigo, or heard the Caputo, Caputo and, and thought she heard Rodrigo. And okay. there we go. We, we put two and two together and got 58. Um, so I'm I'm used to people mishearing things all the time. In fact, we had another incident that that was almost like a fireable situation a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, it, but it turned out the person who thought they heard something awful apologized. Okay, so I I live the long story here, or the short version is, I get what you were writing. I mm-hmm. I'm I'm kind of surprised that your editors let you go with that because you were fiery. <laughs> Well, one of the senior editors came up to me and said, well, I guess no one's going to get confused about Bill Affair anymore. Good. <laughs> Good. You know they will. Um, With any luck, we'll get new readers who haven't seen it. Because we need new readers. We always need new readers. You need new listeners. We always need to, to grow our audience. And so there will still be somebody who does not know. I know. I and know. It's all about being nice. So, like, I looked up I looked up the, the article. So the email is like, this past Thursday, you wrote about a restaurant. It only got three stars, very large portions, and you stated it had a little grime. Why tell us about a place that's not very clean with all the wonderful places around here? Please respond. <laughs> <laughs> like, all you had to do was say, you know, I was, I was curious about your, your review of, I don't remember which place it was. Um, you know, you, you said this, you said that. Eh. Whereas I look at that as like, you know, they were, they were honest. There were good points. Eh, there was a, a not so good point, but it's, it's a review. It's not paid advertising where we're paid to say nice things. It was a review so that you have an honest opinion. Do you not want to know that there's a place that has grime? Do you not want to know that there's a place that's going to make, you know, the, the best enchiladas you've ever had? But you may have to wait half an hour for them. You know, I mean, this is information people want to know. You want to be, you want to cover all your, all your proverbial bases. So I, I just find it very curious that somebody would think, well, why would you do that? Well, that's why we do that. I, in a larger philosophical way, I wish we lived in a world. It, it's amazing for for people on on pedestals and people in power. Um, they are held more accountable than ever before, which is phenomenal. The people who have absolutely nothing to lose. Don't mm-hmm. get, don't get their feet held to the fire. And this person, like, yeah, they were ranty and, and whatnot. But like, I'm sure you've maybe not you, but other some of the other writers at the paper or at the Blade have have gotten some really awful things written and said to them at them. Um, they do. I don't know how. I don't know how people who work in the newsroom sometimes even open their their email. Yeah. Um, because because they're targets, you know, and and. It's not even necessarily 
how they phrase something or who they are, it's what they're writing about. And just getting into that fray of crime or politics or city government or whatever makes you a target because you're the one reporting. Um, like I have a standing policy, I won't read any comments on the stories. You know, commenters just sit behind their screens and, and they're just vile. Um, and I'm fragile, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm not up to that. So I don't know how some of the reporters who take on the really, really difficult stories um, even even read their email or listen to their voicemails because I know they're getting hit and and through no fault of their own almost really the more thorough and and the more you hold those feet to the fire the more venom you're going to get in return but then you know what you do or you job right uh, I felt I wanted I was think, I was considering think, throwing this out there and because of what you just said I do want to offer it out there so you probably see it even well when you get back on Twitter after the great British bake-off hits whatever after Friday I got to see it on Friday okay um, a lot of my, uh, we have a lot of, fe- we might have more female reporters and journalists here than we do male, or maybe that's just who my friends are. So they're kind const- of feels right. It, oh, okay. So it, it, so I'm not nuts that we have more, more women than men, right? It, that's the way it seems. Yeah. Okay. As I'm thinking right off the top of my head. So many of them are often retweeting or quote tweeting or retweeting retweets of people in their industry, usually almost always women, with idiots being idiots on camera. And yes. every now and then, um, some of them go on, on on rants. Rightfully so. Well, maybe not rightfully so, because my point is, like what you said, if you just ignore them as vile as some of these people are, and there is a small percentage of them that, that might do something absolutely horrific, um, but most of them just want to be idiots and hateful and vile, and that can be ignored. And when you ignore it, what I found is those people go away because when you tweet, when you do a, a thread of tweets about them, to your point, like what you just said, you kind of embolden them because you've given them the attention they're looking for. Yeah. At the same time, you know, and particularly w- with women, you know, women women get hit for for their appearance or for, you know, seeming too aggressive if they if they make assertive statements rather than you know couching everything in in diminutive sort of you know demure clauses, and um, at some point you just get fed up. Yeah, yeah, you got to blow it off. And yeah, to me that's one of those times. Again, I've been through this, not nearly as in ways that some of they have, but I actually got hit pretty hard when I went to Detroit to do sports talk radio by some vile, low-level bottom feeder who had it out for everybody. Um, that's one of those times... playing favorites with you. I'll, you know what? If, if his website or whatever is still up, I will send you the thing. It was totally nasty. Oh, um, but sometimes you just got to like type something up and then send it to yourself yeah. um, because again those people feed off that the, the larger point here is if I were in charge of these tech companies like I would make these idiots accountable and I know there's all kinds of gray areas of free speech and whatnot but if you're gonna like threaten to kill poor Emma Henderson not that anybody's doing that uh, because she hard. tweets too much about her dog and not news well, I'm going to dangle your IP address out there and I'm going to make sure your employer sees this and so on and so forth. And I realize their employer might be equally hideous, but I wish that these people were held more accountable because that would ultimately stop it. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about... Yeah, there's there's no accountability anymore. 
Yeah, not, not for bottom feeders, but no. for others, obviously you're being held accountable because your bill of fares are just awful. I know. Shame <laughs> on me. Um, Given four and a half stars to like restaurant. Some I'm update. so jealous I haven't been there yet. Some updates. My yeah. uh, my very good friend and his friend. They have like kind of a, a weekly dinner thing, and they went to go see the nice old the nice little lady on Upton at the pho place, and they loved it. Good, good for them. Yeah, the, he. My friend Josh is a big time. He loves Asian food. He's the one, and I'm gonna. This is what I wanted. To, I wanted to ask you, what's okay. the latest on Little Asia? Because he is fiending for them to reopen. It's opening soon. Is the last that I have heard. Okay. I don't know if there's. A date, let me check and see if I'm misremembering, which is always an option. My brain is not, not what it used to be. My brain, my brain is a sieve. Let's see. Can I find anything? I remember reading something just a few days ago. Are they doing? I don't have a date sticking in my, in my head. Are they doing updates on their Facebook or something like that? Yeah. Okay. They were redoing the place? We will reopen on October 1st. Okay. New Little Asia will give you better experience. Please look forward. Got it. There you go. Um, Good to hear. Good to hear. Uh, on kind of a similar note, it looks like, uh, if if you didn't know about this, here's your here's your tip. It looks like Kang- okay. Kango is getting to work on, I believe it's a noodle bar. I saw that there are some renovations and happenings going on there. Yeah. What I've heard is he's going to do like a more fast casual noodle bar to pair nicely with his regular spot, which is a great idea. We need a place like that. A lot of people have been asking about a place like that. I think maybe one of the better. Absolutely. I think one of the first things I ever asked you was like, why, uh, or we should have some kind of like trendy ramen place here. And and we we don't. No, no. Um, So yes, we're Toledo's ready. We're mm-hmm. always a little bit behind the times, you know, like it comes to the coasts and then it works its way in. And, and so when it gets here, we are really ready for it. This is going to be a, this is going to be great fun. What, uh, what stuff are you working on? I know there was a cheap eats today, Bard's coffee. Yes, Let, let's... Have you been to Bard's coffee? I have not. Oh, you got to go visit Chris. Oh, he's a great time. Uh, what did you like about it? Um, it's, it's a, a testament to local love. All the coffee roasters are, are local, or Crimson Cup is one of them. It's based in, in Columbus. Um, it's friendly. Chris, it, Chris, I mean, of course, it, it was a quiet time, and I can't promise he's going to sit down and have a chat with everybody who comes in. I'd like to think he's going to be too busy for that. But, but we sat and, and we, we talked, you know, and got to know each other because people always think, and I say this all the time, people always think the food is the best part of my job. You know, I get to eat my way around town. I, I have a great time. And, but the food facilitates friendships. And the best part of my job is I make friends. So I got a new friend down there that I sat and, and, and had coffee with. And we talked about scones and we talked about, about business and how wonderful the Northwest Ohio area is. And, and the good people here and, and the great food and the great coffee. And it was just so lovely. And it was such a pretty day. It was sunny in 75. Who is it? I'm going to have the wrong person. Is it Joe Nichols? Somebody does a song, sunny in 75. Not like today. Right. It was a perfect day to be down there and sit outside and just, and just enjoy Perrysburg. 
I have good coffee. He has some fun names for some of the menu. Did I see Rocket Fuel and some other locally named yes, things? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And we had the um, the bee sting, which is a, a shot of espresso with some some local honey in it. I mean, just just really nice, um, simple, straightforward. Like they're not trying to do like the over the top, uh, crazy Bloody Mary with fifteen you know you know lobster tails and and you know strips of bacon and all this other. The, the, the beauty of the coffee shines through. The beauty of the honey shines through. The, the fruit flavors in the tea, um, such really high quality things, even the brownies. Almost everything is of the baked goods is made in-house. And, and he was saying that he makes the, the brownies with coffee because you need to add liquid. Why would you just add water when you can add coffee for your coffee shop? But that's an extra boost of flavor and, and show off the, the, the local roasters a little bit more. It, it was just, you just felt like you were celebrating all of Northwest Ohio when you're there. Uh, what else is in the hopper for cheap eats as we get into fall? Um, we're looking at doing some tacos. Um, I've got such a long list of places and people are always telling me new places I should go. And it's, it's, you know, and you don't want to do like two coffee places in a row and, and you don't want to do a food truck on a rainy day and you don't want to do like a summary thing in January. So there's a lot of logistics and putting a puzzle together. And then quite frankly, there's just simply trying to get a hold of some people. There are places I've been trying, I've left messages, I'm waiting for someone to call me back, I have to talk to the owner, the owner's never there. Um, so there are places that we're not ignoring that there's just, as they say, a failure to communicate. So, so there's always something, always something new and different. You always have to tune in every other Wednesday to find out. How about, uh, how about fall recipes? Uh, well, we, we had, we had fall with a bang this past Sunday. Um, the, the pagan festival of, of Mabon is a celebration of the harvest and the autumnal equinox. So we had some squash soup. And we had some roasted sweet potatoes with local goat cheese from um, Turkey Foot Creek Creamery. I always have a hard time saying that. I always want to, I always seem to lose the creek part. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got caramel apples coming up, variations on the theme. Because it's, it's fall. Of course, you, you got to do caramel apples. I mean, that's, that's a rite of passage. You got to go to the cider mill. You got to go pick apples. You got to dump them in the, in the caramel. I mean, come on. We have, there are some, some traditions we have here. And, and if you didn't take a, take a picture of yourself picking apples at McQueen's or wherever, then did you really even pick apples? And if you didn't post it on Instagram? That's it. You have to. You have to document. <laughs> did you um, see my magazine page this past Sunday at Erie Orchards? I did not. Amy Voigt who took the picture that turned into the meme the of, of yeah. Wade on the, on the scooter having the best time of his life. Um, she got the assignment to go up to Erie Orchards and take pictures, and she found a family with the cutest little girls, two and four years old. They were out on a perfect sunny day, apple picking. Oh my God, you, you gotta go look up the pictures. You can find it in, in print, because it was Sunday's paper. You can find it online, but you gotta look up the apple picking story. Amy did an amazing job. What other She's parts so of talented. what other parts of fall are you looking forward to? Any fall drink recipes that you might want to pass along? I'm working on that. I am I am working on that. You've got your candy corn martini, and so I have taken it upon myself um, to do something complimentary. Um, 
but I've, I've, at this point, I've got a jello shot. Um, and so I have bags of candy corn and bags of what they, they at least when I, like I said before, I'm old, so they called it Indian corn, the one that's got the chocolate on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got the little pumpkins, part of the autumn mix. So I've got jello shots that have a chocolate base and then an orange middle. And then I'm thinking that, like, with a little dollop of whipped cream. I I think I need to try one more version before I call it ready, though. Okay. Um, and I have to have Sarah and Luke, um, Sarah Elms and Luke Ramseth, um, who are my co-conspirators here. They have to be my taste testers. So I have to liquor them up at work, I guess, and bring them samples. The, the union will protect you. You're just so. doing work for, it's, it's work-related things. Sarah will cover you. There we go. I hope so. Um, on a personal note, how is, uh, how is the healing with the hands? Um, people are very sweet and they ask, and I've been saying that it gets a little better every day because it does. I had surgery on July 8th on two fingers on my right hand. Of course, I'm right-handed, so this, this is extra fun. Um, but there's still a lot of swelling in what the doctors and the, the occupational therapists call the middle finger, or the long finger, rather, because if you say middle and you're talking quickly or on the phone, they tend to get middle and little mixed up. So it's the long finger and my little, my pinky finger. Um, and the pinky's doing pretty well. The, there's a lot of swelling on the other one though. And so that's impeding my finger being able to be straight. It's impeding my finger being able to flex properly. Um, so, so I have two different kinds of splints to help stretch it out. I got put on prednisone to help reduce the swelling. I still do occupational therapy once a week. I'm scheduled through October. I still do my exercises once a day. To increase flexibility, it takes about 45 minutes. So I'm able to use my hand. I can type, I can cook, I can bake, I can stir, I can, I can, you know, do daily life for the most part. Although I have to ask my boyfriend Craig to 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 open things or do some things that just feel very, very dependent and helpless. But I'm getting there. Um, but I can't need hala. Um, it's too much. It's too much strain and too much pressure on the finger, and it doesn't bend well. Um, and, and I can't do, um, I have three, three therapy goals. Uh, one is to roll pie crust and I can't get a good, good grip on the, the rolling pin. I can't need the hala. I am getting better with chopsticks though. It's a little awkward and I have to eat something light like a stir fry with rice that I made the other night. So those, those gorgeous hand pulled heavy noodles at Little Asia, I'm going to have to be the, the, the pathetic person who cuts them with a fork and a knife. Because I don't have enough strength in my fingers yet to be able to pull the noodles up with a chopstick, but I am working on it. Well, it was, uh, as always, good to catch up with you and talk some food stuff. Do you want to uh, throw anything my way that I need to try, look for, food truck, dish somewhere, anything? We need to get to the Jamaican restaurant, the One Love Jamaican restaurant, that nearly got five stars which is usually thought to be reserved for like the most elite places like Registry Bistro or Benchmark or Element 112. It was that good. And I have not been there yet. One love is my homework. Your homework is uh, getting there me David D- David Briggs. My David homework, Briggs. My homework is one that. love. That sounds good. And I'm going to keep working on my candy corn uh, jello shot. Perfect. Yeah. Awesome. All right. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Thank you so much as always. Bye. Bye-bye.